0: Go Ask Alice is a show intended for adult audiences because adults want to learn too. Sometimes we cover sensitive material, so please take care of yourselves, and listener discretion is advised. Now on to the show. Hello, internet friends, and welcome back to another episode of Go Ask Alice, the show where we jump down random internet rabbit holes and bring you wonderful factoids from adventures in Wiki Wonderland. I'm Drew and I'm We're Rower XD. <laughs> with me is
1: i'm Lindsay, and there is a street sign in my in my honor in syracuse new york wow holy shit that's that's pretty fucking cool it says no (laughs) parking good but i
2: did that you did that good
1: because i parked there (laughs) this is the show where we all start on the same wiki page every week. We wander around the internet using hyperlinks within the article until we stumble upon something so fascinating or life-changing that we cannot wait to share it with each other and with all of you. Typically, this means that you have read, or we have read, look tur- That turns
0: into our question of the week.
1: Fuck. <laughs> 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 means that someone has read two paragraphs or more. <laughs> you know what? Let's just dive in. Our question of the week this time, I'm not even going to tell you where we started. Just let's do it while it's hot let's do it yeah. while it's hot our question of the week was in your head do you refer to yourself as I or we and then I realized some people say you yeah Drew, what, start us off what goes on in your head I'm an eye
0: boy uh <laughs> the eye product eye boy, eye boy. The, newest eye boy. <laughs> the newest eye boy yeah I I use I all the time it's it's like I I don't know like I need to do this like
1: I'm gonna go to bed
0: I'm gonna go to bed uh, or, or you should go to bed, probably. it's it, That's, it's like a, you should go to bed.
1: <laughs> that's so direct. Because, oh, okay, so my answer is we. And this was a hilarious question to ask on the Discord because the chat, first of all, blew the fuck up. But yeah. then came after my fucking self-confidence because Jammerhands was like, you sound like a rat king because you say we. <laughs> And then I'm laughing and crying in my kitchen and my boyfriend comes up to me. And then when he learns what Jammerhand said, thought it would be really funny if I had a poster of a rat king that said, consult the council underneath it. <laughs> Wisdom of the council. That was it. Wisdom of the council. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that, okay, that was great. And then the whole chat just started talking about Rat Kings. And I was like, guys, this is not the vibe.
0: This is not the vibe.
1: I didn't say that, but I was like, everyone lived happily ever after. But it turned, a lot of people have Very, very different opinions about this. And it was something I really took for granted. Actually, I shared this when I was young. Because I think I've done this for a long time. And my friend at the time was like, you know you're like schizophrenic if you do that. Which is not true. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) But... It just made me think like that was the first moment where I was like, wait, everybody else doesn't say we? Like, mm? (laughs) but I like it as a way of deflecting responsibility. It's like, oh, I'm not doing the dishes. We're doing the dishes. We're doing
0: that. Everyone's doing the dishes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're all, all of us (laughs) are doing doing the the dishes. dishes. Or I'll be like, yeah, okay, so. First, we're gonna take out our binders. Then we're gonna find a good pen for the day, and then we're gonna write.
0: Yeah, we. But
1: that's not what you would say.
0: No, I'd be like, I gotta. Well, probably, probably would be like binder. Mm, writing utensil. <laughs>
2: like, a, like a caveman. Mm. Mm. Binder. Mm. Writing utensil. <laughs> Object. <laughs> mm. Right.
1: I genuinely treat myself like I'm a class of kindergartners inside.
0: <laughs> okay, we have to open up our
1: binders. Like literally, like my voice in my head is like, okay, we're gonna get through this. Okay. This is every minor <laughs> okay. task. Like, okay, we're gonna get through this.
0: Wow. That's you know, I think I think that's a, a better way to go about it because then you're not you're not like oh you gotta do this
1: yeah like okay so Geist in the discussion shared a bunch of links that had to do kind of going down a rabbit hole of like why do people refer to themselves differently are there benefits to referring to yourself differently in your head and it actually made me realize that my self-talk in my head actually did shift as a result of taking medication but not in the way that you'd think it's not like it just magically happened but when I was you know like more like neck deep in depression, I definitely mm-hmm. said you way more. But I would I would beat myself up. I'd be like, you're stupid, you're slow at like you know I'm out running. It'd be like, you're yeah. not running fast enough. You're so slow. You're so stupid. Like you are whatever else insults. And I feel like that shifted when I started taking antidepressants, and it became much more of like we we <laughs> yeah we
2: <laughs> we <laughs> we're running. We love running. <laughs> we <We're> love running. <laughs>
1: I don't know its like yeah I guess it's funny to hear you guys be like oh that's so much kinder because in my head I'm like I'm shifting blame because if I look at my own life directly head-on I'm gonna have a mental breakdown <laughs> oh no <laughs> but I think there were there were a lot of different answers um kind of throughout the chat but it seemed like the consensus actually was more common to say I I think everybody yeah. said I
0: yeah I think everyone did we had a lot we had a great discussion a <laughs> it great was a little discussion
1: it was a great philosophical discussion at some points too yeah, yeah. i really do recommend it so yeah come hang out if you'd like um clearly we'll talk about fucking anything over here yeah so really. come on in
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you want a link to that discord actually it's in the description below so you can join right now and uh, live tweet the conversation that you're having with yourself in your head exactly that's it right
0: so- <laughs> right off the dome right off the
1: dome <laughs> Okay, Drew, where did we start this week? Airfoil. Airfoil. What the hell's an airfoil? I saw a lot of aerodynamics kind of diagrams. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And I was like, oh, planes fly. We fly. Planes do it. Yeah, we do it. We do. I do it, you do it. We do. I was like, I'm getting out of here as fast as possible. This looks like work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I'm dying to know where you ended up.
0: Well, this one's going to be a little, a little, um, I ended up on mental disorders.
1: (gasps) Oh my God.
0: And... We're gonna we're not gonna talk about it in the way you think we're gonna talk about it. We're okay. gonna talk about it in a very, very different way. But
1: That's fascinating because that is so relevant. To, to what
0: we talked exactly. Yes.
1: <laughs> so did you have the topic first and then you were like Wait, No Oh
0: No, I, I ran into this topic after all of our discussions and I was like, this is fate. Like I am fated to talk about this. Oh
1: my your your compass, your inner compass that guides you through <laughs> Wikipedia was just like, I know what he's gonna love. I've seen it he's gonna love that yeah.
0: yeah exactly
1: oh man that's a large topic to take on i'm, yes, I'm excited it was. to see well well what'd you end up on i accidentally ended up on a list of non-water floods <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're like, like they're chickens <laughs> what, what <is> it? <laughs> i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell you about three of my favorites that made me Either scream, cover my mouth, or laugh out loud as I read.
0: Holy shit! I'm so excited.
1: Well, maybe I don't know what order we should go. Maybe we should do. Does yours ever get heavy? Like maybe we should save mine for some levity. Okay, yeah, a little. Wanna... I
0: think a little levity. Okay, I so think let's... I think this works.
1: Great. Okay, so let's jump into mental disorders, and then I'll talk about
0: uh, floods floods <laughs> that are not water.
1: Non, non-water deluges.
2: <laughs>
0: Deluge. <laughs> Holy shit! Mental disorders. Where the what the fuck am I doing on this topic? Anyway, <laughs> so so this whole week I've been doing a lot of introspection. I don't know why it just kind of came up because honestly, there's a lot of muck in my brain that's just been sitting there, and I want to get rid of it. Aww. Um, and it has you know it it hasn't gone too well, but I'm I'm dealing with a lot of muck that's sitting there.
1: You got power wash it. Power-wash i got to power wash it.
0: And, and, you know, as I said, I feel like this was kind of fate to end up on this topic. Now, if you think I'm going to give you a little definition of what mental disorders are, yeah. and give you symptoms of mental disorders, and talk to your ear off about how awful it can be, you'd be wrong. <gasps> Very wrong, actually. What I want to talk about, I want to talk about mental disorders in what I consider a much more productive manner. Okay. I really feel like there can be a lot of doom and gloom on the internet when it comes to these types of disorders. And I say, fuck that.
1: (laughs) You're too much of like a, a brain neuro nerd to not have fun with it. Yeah. You know...
0: So so I actually want to talk from the perspective of someone who's struggling with mental disorders about ways to productively address the muck that often, you know, stagnates in our brains. There's oh. a lot of muck up there and you got to you got to address it somehow.
1: My heart just and, grew three
2: sizes hearing that.
0: <laughs> and I I really don't want this to be a one-size-fits-all prescriptive, you know, do this and instantly fit better feel better kind of a thing. I just kind of want to talk about the steps that have helped me and have helped other people and, and, you know, even if you don't have a mental disorder, just things that can help ourselves be better, you know, not be better, but like, you know, deal with the Feel muck them. that's in our brains.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm so excited.
0: So, <laughs> so.
1: Are you going to define gonna, it anyway?
0: No. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> where I'm going to start may it actually surprise you a little bit. So. I'm going to start on criticisms of how mental disorders are diagnosed. So let's start with Paula Kaplan. Like, side note, if you really want to look her up, she's pretty interesting. Um, but she's been concerned about the subjectivity of psych- like psychiatric diagnosis since the 1980s. She believes that people... You know, being arbitrarily slapped with psychiatric labels can be very unproductive. She, believe, you know, she says that psychiatric diagnostics is, is unregulated and doctors do not require to spend time with interviewing people. And they don't even need to seek an, a second opinion when, when putting these labels on people. It's just like, I'm diagnosing you. It doesn't matter. You know, it could be very important to have that second opinion. And she also believes that the DSM could lead to a psychiatric focus on a narrowing checklist of symptoms where, you know, you're not considering what is actually causing the person's problems. You're just looking at the symptoms and checking them off and saying, this person has this. So you know this this psychiatric diagnostics and labeling often stands in the way of recovery is what she believes. I think that has a lot of validity to it, and I think that's a, a very important thing to put to think about. Right. And so then there's,
1: does that mean that it is it less effective because it's more prone to diagnosis, or is it less effective because you are in a sense putting yourself in a specifically labeled box and mm-hmm. then creating something that's harder to break out of?
0: I think it's kind of both. Where you know you're not. The the psychiatric diagnosis diagnosis jeez um, is it doesn't have the the because um, actually let me just talk about this so Alan Francis who is another psychiatrist he wrote that psychiatric diagnostic relies on subjective judgments rather than objective biological tests I know it's kind of a problem but but you know we we need biological tests to really test these things because it's a lot of subject judgments subjective judgments and that's I think um, is what is what uh, Paula is, is saying is that she really thinks that these judgments may not be, you know, 100% Francis Allen, he continues to say that psychiatrists may engage in what he calls unpredictable overdiagnoses, which means that you are looking for mental illness where there really isn't any, and you're diagnosing people, you're overdiagnosing people, and then that could be a serious problem because then you start medicating people for no reason. And then um, further criticisms of psychiatry include engaging in systematic medicalization of normality, where you know things could just be part of the human condition that people consider a, a, a part of having a mental disorder. Geez. Um, Right. And
1: I was going to ask, like, how is it, maybe this is actually a really slippery and bad example, but, like, I'm thinking about how widespread depression is. Yes. And it kind of makes me wonder if people didn't diagnose depression in the olden times because they were like, everyone's depressed, everything yeah. sucks. <laughs> but it also makes me think today, how many people are not depressed?
0: That's that's a great question.
1: Not not at all to minimize the effects depression has on an individual person. I definitely do not have the opinion that just because everyone has it It's not a big deal. Not at yeah. all But I do genuinely wonder how many people put to the test would come out with a doctor being like, oh, they're cleared They don't have depression. Like like how are you a human? How are you paying attention? to What's going on in the world? And you don't have depression like, I, think- <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I think this this has a lot of validity and uh, the next person, Gary Greenberg, argues that mental illness is really about suffering, and how the DSM creates diagnostic labels to categorize people's sufferings may not be productive at all. It may just be, you know, you may just not be defining people's suffering properly, and that you're you're trying to put these labels on people's suffering that that may may not actually really hit the, you know, really hit all the marks. And then um, Thomas Szasz argues that. Um, psychiatric illness is not always biological in nature Uh, this could be things like social problems or poverty and he argues that you know these may just be part of the human condition in general and not indicative of mental illness right so there's 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 a lot of stuff
1: (laughs) that's a great point because it's like if you're in poverty taking antidepressants is not going to make you feel I mean better yeah yeah I mean, like it might, but it's also at the same time, it's like, I think I would just feel better with a better paycheck. Thank
0: you. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me, let me be very, very clear about this. In no way do I mean to minimize the importance of mental illness diagnosis as a whole. What I mean to highlight with these criticisms is that sometimes psychiatrists get it wrong and that some psychiatric labeling may be unproductive. Like I'm in no way saying that mental illness diagnoses are bad, like all of them are bad, uh, because clearly a lot of people who suffer from mental illness need medical diagnoses to progress in their treatment. But I think as rational humans, we should look at criticism critically and know that people are infall- are not infallible. And I think we should, you know, be part of our own diagnoses and not pa- be a passive observer in our journey.
1: I think that's a great way to say it. That's really, because I was thinking as you were describing, you know, your perspective, it sounds a lot like taking a sort of a holistic approach to things like, for example, you know, it's like you can get locked in this never ending cycle of I'm depressed. So I don't take care of myself. So then I become more depressed. And, you know, sometimes you just need a diagnosis to break that cycle. Or, you know, I keep coming back to my own case with antidepressants because it really, it broke the cycle for me where I was able suddenly to kind of elevate myself out of this like pit that I was, you know, Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: Right. But, but, you know, to that same effect, you can't just rely on taking a pill every day. You also need to change things about your life in that, in that scenario, you know, not saying. Holy
0: shit. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this so much. Oh
1: my God. Okay. Then I fully agree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about that. And and so, so let me say first, let me remove my tinfoil hat because that that was a little tinfoil hatty. I understand. What I really want to talk about is prevention and management because those are the most important parts of mental disorder to me. In 2004, the World Health Organization said prevention of these disorders is obviously one of the most effective ways to reduce the disease burden. Clearly, if you prevent it before it happens, it's you know, you're know you not going to have to deal with it. And then in 2011, the European Psychiatric Association stated that there's a considerable evidence that various psychiatric conditions can be prevented through implementation of effective evidence-based interventions basically what they're saying is it's really important to prevent mental illness instead of aiming to treat it when it does occur so how the heck do we prevent mental illness like what the hell do we do
1: universal basic income
0: (laughs) you're right (laughs) well (laughs) actually
1: i did not take off my tinfoil hat
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well actually the first line of defense is parenting what right. <laughs> basically teaching parents to be more effective with their children can address mental illness needs and help to prevent mental illness before it occurs holy shit who knew wow
1: i mean honestly i did not i literally did think that did, universal basic <laughs> income was best. <bad. laughs> okay yeah okay right yeah parents and kids okay yeah parents and kids yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> then Those of guys. course
0: there's universal prevention uh, which aims to to teach populations such as like school programs or mass media campaigns about mental illness. Basically, these need a high number of people to show any kind of effect. But this can be overcome by focusing on high incident groups, you know, targeting people with high risk factors, using multiple interventions to achieve greater effects, you know, just things like that. You know, I personally think we could do a lot more to prevent help prevent mental illness. But you know, when it comes to the question of what to do. I'm a little stumped too. I mean, I have no idea. I, like, what would I do? I, I don't know. But prevention is clearly important. And from a lot of the resources I read, it seems like it's a very, very active area of research. And that always gives me hope for the future, that it's, you know, being actively researched. So that's that's cool. That's good. But, not but. Uh, so next we're going to talk. But <laughs> there's a but. dark
2: future. There's <laughs> a dark
0: <laughs> The dark twist. <laughs> So next, we're gonna talk a little bit about treatment because I think everyone is probably listening is like, get to the part where I get better. And well. <laughs> I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, <laughs> uh, I would love to give you a, de- like a, a clear, here you go, get better. But I really can't. I mean, uh, the only thing I can tell you is about the help that's available. But the one thing I definitely can tell you for sure is that treatment of mental illness requires a multifaceted approach. 100%, you can't just go at, it from, go at it from one angle, you have to go at it from all angles. And that, you know, that, that can suck. But if you are experiencing any kind of acute or hell, even chronic mental illness and really need treatment immediately, don't be afraid of checking yourself into a ph- psychiatric hospital. I mean, I've been hospitalized twice and I've met some, some people from extremely diverse backgrounds and they all were pretty much the nicest people I've ever met. And you know you may not be able to keep your shoelaces, which is not great. But you know <laughs> you get some serious support that can really that is really unmatched anywhere else.
1: I definitely second that message.
0: It's fucking it's great. It's it's not great, but <laughs> it's really helpful.
1: Well, it is he- right. It's helpful to see that you're not alone.
0: Yes, and and I, I'm I'm all for it. So if if you need a hospital, don't be afraid to go to the hospital.
1: Actually, one more bid t- towards that is that don't underestimate the weight off your shoulders of not having to explain yourself from the ground up. You know, when you're in a hospital setting like that, people get it because they're going through it too. And you're just all on the same page about what you're experiencing.
2: That
0: said, if you don't feel like you need to go to the hospital or, you know, if you don't want to, or don't feel like you need it, there are a lot of other options for treatment available. So the first one, which for me has been an absolute hardest pill to swallow is lifestyle changes. Um, this can include dietary changes, exercise, and things like even quitting smoking. And I have seriously struggled with this and have often sat in bed waiting for medication or therapy to radically change my life. You know, and, uh, oh my God, it's going to happen. Oh,
1: I thought you meant um, the smoking. I was like, when did you get cool? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa.
1: That wishing I wasn't smoking. I ain't uh, smoking in bed. <laughs> I was smoking for 40
2: years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a little taste for what comes next anyway <laughs> but I think completely giving away ownership of your own mental health only hurts you that's like kind of my message of this whole thing is like giving away ownership of your mental illness is just gonna hurt you and no one else it may hurt your family but that's besides the point anyway
2: you're I, so I, good at this
1: <laughs> I love all of these messages so much
0: Yeah, I I really feel like you need to be an active part of your treatment, just like everyone else that's trying to help you. It's like, you got to be active in it. Now, the next treatment, of course, is therapy, which is, you know, there's a huge range of psychotherapists out there with a huge range of different approaches to helping people with mental disorders. In addition, there's even peer support, um, which, you know, uses personal experiences of similar issues as the primary source of expertise, you know, meeting a community almost, and, you know, there's there's CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. There's Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, which is DBT. There's Interpersonal Therapy, Psychotherapy, IPT. There's Psychoanalysis. There's Systematic Therapy. There's Family Therapy. There's even therapies based on humanistic approaches. There's so much therapy out there that you can really access. And, you know, how even therapists use hybrid versions of all these therapies I've listed. And, and they're all just there to, tr- like, help treat you. And I think therapy is hugely useful when you make a connection with your therapist. And I will say I've had multiple therapists and some of whom I've had zero connection with and others who I've majorly connected with. And I think it really depends on your connection with your therapist and the connection with the type of therapy they can provide. I mean, I've bounced off a hell of a lot of therapy. I mean, CBT just didn't work for me. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means I have to find what works for me specifically. And Here's the thing. I know mental health services are extremely hard to come by in some areas and I mean hell I've been struggling to find a therapist for a very long time, but that doesn't mean I'm giving up trying It just means I have to try harder And and sometimes that sucks, but you know That's just what it has to be and I think if you really want to take your mental health seriously therapy should definitely be on your radar now Another a little easier form of therapy and and one that I have found pretty effective is the peer support um, peer support should definitely not be overlooked. So recently, actually, I've joined a subreddit specifically to Bipolar 2, where people talk about medication, symptoms, and even just look for support. And, you know, I've seen people have breakdowns on the subreddit, and the community just responds by showing support and giving the person someone to talk to. The number of people I've seen saying, like, send me a DM if you need to talk, just like shit like that, it's, it, you know, it's it's so nice. It's like this like this shining light for me, because... Not only have I been, you know, been supported by this subreddit, I've been able to provide support to other people, which feels fucking great. And I think really community can be life changing. I think community as like a whole can really be life-changing. So that's just, you know, that's just one little facet of what you can do. Uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been incredible. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is getting long, but <laughs> fucking
1: no, not at I all, just... Drew. I love this.
0: Okay. Well, if you love this, we're gonna talk about medication, which is okay. my favorite. <laughs> um but the one thing I do say, I will say for this, is I don't want to go super deep into medication because I feel like that's not really my place. I think medication should be discussed with a psychiatrist because, you know, they're the ones who can actually do something about it. I'm like a fucking guy on the internet being like, Beep, "Boop, look at me. Like, you know, that's, I'm not going to be able to help you, but. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: guy on the podcast said that I should absolutely take Wellbutrin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's a good course of action for my <laughs> treatment.
1: I subbed their Patreon and they just sent me a bunch of packets <laughs> of pills to try.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what they are. <laughs> so what I will say about medication is that there are tons of different medications out there. And finding the right medication can be a really grueling process. I'm, I'm not sure how easy it was for you, Lindsay, but I know it can be a very grueling process.
1: I didn't, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> they were like. <laughs> Like you're trapped here and you're taking this. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then I was like, wait, this, this is good. And they were like, yo.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It fucking worked.
1: (laughs) Well, then I was like, I was like, Hey, I'm like dreaming hard. And they were like, Oh, we'll, we'll change that. And then they gave me another one. And I was like, thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I have not had it quite so easy. (laughs) No, no, So um, I have been on a good 12 to 14 different medications myself. Holy shit. Um, On whole different kind of dosages, everything, just tons of different medications. And um, I think the first thing that you should do when it comes to medication is let the medication take effect, which can take weeks. It can literally take weeks for medication to take effect. And that sucks, but it's just the nature of psychiatric medication. It just fucking takes a little while. But... But here's the big but: if after the if after that time, <laughs> if the medication is not working for you and the side effects are or, or maybe the side effects are unbearable, you know, just talk about it. Don't suffer in silence and just wait for the medication to magically help you one day, because it won't, or, or it might not. You know, not that it won't, but fucking sorry.
2: <laughs> Flush it, get it
0: away. No, no, don't don't do that. Don't <laughs> like, please don't do seriously, that. Seriously, don't do that. I mean I've I've gone cold turkey off psychiatric medication it fucked me up my body is 2 degrees lower than it should be because I went off like went cold turkey it's fucked me up dude that don't do that That
1: is the craziest that. story that He's everyone he's true like this this is not an exaggeration <laughs>
0: it's Not exa- my body is 2 I I register at 97 degrees cuz I fucked up my body
1: <laughs> It's also bad – well also okay so maybe if you don't you know become Frozone or whatever, like Drew. Or <laughs> but like, I've also heard that, um, we, cause you know, it's like affecting your brain chemistry. Yeah. And like, I've not just heard, but I've also experienced this myself where it's like, if you go off at cold Turkey, you can kind of get this like, I don't know, to really call it a high, I think isn't necessarily true. Mm. <laughs> but it's like, you get this sense that you are doing real good. Like you're feeling oh. real fine. And like it's like better than it was on the medication, and you're like, "Whoa, I didn't need this at all." And then you fucking crash.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's definitely happened to me. Don't want to do that. <laughs> no, no, because that's a, that's what happens. Like, I stopped taking, it. I was like, "Oh, wow, I'm like really cured." All I'm around. I'm feeling great. Yeah. I'm like amazing at at this. And then a couple of days later, I was like, "I want to fuck fuck this." <laughs> like I was. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. (laughs) I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty
2: miserable.
0: (laughs) I'm miserable right now. (laughs) So I think the message here is once again be an active member in addressing your own mental health. I think that's that's going to be the takeaway. What do you know? Um, The one the one thing is, if none of this is working for you, because I've I've you know met a few people and myself included where none of this has worked for me. Um, I mean, I'm still trying medication and all that, but therapy and all that. But but anyway. Um, there are definitely options still available if none of this stuff is working for you. Um, the, in a in a very extreme case, I will say this is very extreme, there's electroconvulsive therapy, which is fucking scary, but it's, it is used when other interventions have not worked at all. And I know this is extreme, but for people who feel like nothing has worked, maybe this is something to discuss Wait, with the doctor. Wait, what is that? They basically shock your brain. They shock your brain and restart what? it. What? They just, like, fucking shock it i don't i i haven't looked too much into it because it scares the shit out of me
2: that's legal
0: yeah yeah
1: you don't have to go to like you know some back alley of
2: like New back York alley kid i'm gonna shock your brain no
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no this is like a, it's it's a treatment for um, i got I this think...
2: defibrillator at walmart <laughs> walmart i'll fucking <laughs> shock your brain <laughs> hey kid I'm cool because I'm smoking cigarettes I've been smoking for 40 fucking years I got I'm gonna give you the shock of your life coming to this alley I'm gonna reset no. your brain no
0: no, we're giving them bad message bad put these message. spark plugs on your
2: earlobes come with me
0: no bad message electroconvulsive therapy is is very well researched it's very, it's, it's very helpful for people who I'm sorry who, um,
1: I'm being that 10%. I've decided that our podcast is 90% accurate. And I'm, you've done 100%, so I'm bringing us back down to 90. Good. So
0: on the less extreme side, there's creative therapies. Such as music therapy, art therapy, or even drama therapy. Who knows? That's cool. Um, there's psychoeducation to help educate people about their mental illness and help provide management tools for their illness. And then there's just general counseling. Um, you know, there's there's peer support groups, self help groups, even supported housing, all meant to help address mental illness. I mean, hell, there's even support animals trained to help with mental illness. So there's a lot of options out there. Aside from just purely the conventional methods, So, you know, just find whatever the fuck works for you. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's your mental health. So fucking do it. So if I were to summarize all this information that I've dumped on you, I would say being involved in your own mental illness treatment is vital to getting the, your needs met. Um, you know, there are tons of different methods for addressing mental illness out there. So if something's not working for you, talk about it and try something else there really is no one size fits all method for treatment it's all about finding what's right for you i know you probably read all this shit at 2am when you couldn't sleep but you know coming from <laughs> someone who <laughs> you know coming from someone who seriously has fought against my own treatment cuz i fucking i'm like i was super against the therapy for the longest time i thought it didn't work i thought medication was going to work for me i fucking fought against my own treatment and it made me struggle it really fucking made me struggle because of it sometimes you just have to trust what's out there and just let yourself be treated, like fucking do it. (laughs) Just, you know, let yourself be treated.
1: I love that. What advice, what advice would you give to people who feel like there are a lot of options and it's overwhelming?
0: I think, well, I think the first thing that I would do is either just go to a trained professional that could be a psychiatrist, that could be a therapist, someone and just get a treatment plan like kind of outlined before you try and dive in, you know, don't, don't be fucking like, I need to go into not assisted living, (laughs) Jeez, that's not the right word. (laughs) Uh, I don't need to go into these, like these, like household fucking, what was the word for it? Like these houses designed to to help with treat mental illness. I don't need to go into that. You know, as my first thing, you should probably just, you know, go for this typical, you know, go for the typical things. And, and don't don't be afraid of, of those typical things because, you know, they could, they're typical for a reason. They could probably help a lot of people. So. <laughs> That's great advice. I know there's a huge divide from what I normally talk about. And don't worry, we'll get back to the history of random bullshit in the next episode. But this topic just kind of hit me at the right time. And I feel like I really needed to talk about it. So there you go. That's my take on mental oh. disorders. Uh, there, of course, of course, there's a ton more to this article. There's history of mental disorders, all kind of cool stuff like that. But this is what really hit me, and I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you for listening.
1: I feel is it bad to say I really enjoyed it? No, not at all. <laughs> it's bad to say I love talking about suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love talking about fucking pain and suffering. No,
1: I my cheeks hurt from smiling. I think that that was just like such a loving, eloquent, well phrased, well focused, like expose on your journey of mental illness and. You know, like the, the different, cause you know, what's, you know, what's so cool about, about this and your treatment of this topic is that it's not like you're promising there's this massive light at the end of the tunnel and you got to find it. What, what, what I'm hearing you say is the journey is dark, but there are so many different sources of light that you could go to, like that you really still have the control. It's not like there's this predetermined kind of destination and you're guessing how to get there. It's like, you know, so much more empowering to hear that, that there's so many different ways to brighten up your own life. And it's not just a one size fits all. It's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot around you. I love that you found this Reddit community. I would have never thought of that.
0: Yeah, no, it fucking, it was, it was so nice. And they, you know, every single, there's one person who I see all the time commenting, who's just like this, this dude who just fucking comments on every single person's post, just to like let them know there's someone out there who's listening to them. <gasps> And it's just like, you know, there, there's people who have breakdowns who are just like, you know, I'm feeling suicidal, I'm feeling this and that. And it's just like, you know, I I honestly go on there every day and try and comment on someone's post because it's just, you oh know, I want to let them know there's someone fucking out there, just like someone listening and reading what they have to say. And, you know, if I have any input on what they have to say, then I'm glad, I'm glad to give it. But if I don't, I'm just like, hey, I'm here for you. Like, that's fucking, you know, that's it. That's all you really need to say to someone.
1: That it... Yeah, honestly, yeah. Just, just to say, like that to me, that feels like such an amazing like network of love and care. Yeah. Like, even if it's even if all the nodes of that web are total strangers, like it's still, it's still a net. It's still a, a web. You know, like that. Yeah. That's so beautiful. It's a, it's a community.
0: It's really a community, and that's you know that's as I said, community is everything. Not everything, but community is, is super it's a helpful. Big thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you, Drew. Thank you so much for sharing all of
0: that. Yeah, you're welcome. It was fun. It was great.
1: Fuck, how the fuck am I going to transition?
0: I have no idea. I'm so sorry that you have to go after
1: that. If you that was... experience a flood of emotions, that's yeah. just one thing on the list of what? non-water floods. Non-water floods.
0: <laughs> oh, I got that serotonin. Oh. Oh,
2: <laughs> it's a flowin' It's a. Fl- is that what we should just no? Let's <laughs> try the log flume of feelings into this next topic. <laughs> don't don't transition with it's a
1: flowin' It's a flowin' Well, okay. Here's the thing: is I'm gonna yeah. just I'm gonna let you down from this from the get go here. Um, here I'm gonna hold up for you a picture of my notes, and as you can see, it's a web. Oh, shit. That's a web. We've got a lot of really good things to talk about. Oh, 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 yeah. (laughs) I fucked up with this topic, and here's why. Uh, I was drunk, and everything was funny. Literally everything. So I started on airfoils, and I was like, boring. That looks serious. (laughs) get off the shit. (laughs) Next. I don't remember how I (laughs) wandered around, but... (laughs) I got... That doesn't mean I blacked out. That means that I was not paying attention because I was also watching TV. Um, So I was not... I've never blacked out before, actually. I don't want to brag, Bev, but, uh, but um, I'm always in I'm, a
0: good, I'm a cool guy. I will black out.
1: I know, if I smoke in bed, so that's like how cool I am.
0: <laughs> I wish this medication would do something for me.
2: God, I wish I could feel. I wish I could feel. <laughs>
0: just like inhaling a whole cigarette at the once.
1: ashes are just raining <laughs> onto my face. Okay. I don't remember how I got to this, like, wiki page, but I ended up on this wiki page about these, like, two towns in England that were evacuated um, on purpose because they wanted to put, like, a reservoir or, like, a pond there. So they were, like, okay, yeah, they were, like, everybody out, this is going to be water now. (laughs) (laughs) now. (laughs) But, like, I think I ended up there because... I was looking at droughts and people in the drought articles were writing about how like these towns were visible again because the water lines had like receded so far that you could see like the ruins of these towns. And that reminded me there was a place in Washington. So my partner Daniel lives in Seattle and like, you know, I come out to visit in Seattle and there was this town in Washington that was also evacuated and flooded Um, but it was not so much on purpose it was actually because they had built a dam nearby and the dam saturated the ground so much that just the the ambient water level of like what the soil underneath was holding like kept rising and it flooded the town from underneath just like the town. (laughs) It's fucking cool. It was so wild. So it was just all of a sudden the, the, it just started to rise completely (laughs) on its own out of the water. And so we were there kind of on a hike and it was also just a, um, a really dry season. So a lot of, um, a lot of massive tree stumps that had been cut down to make this town were visible throughout this what would be pond. But, you know, people had evacuated and moved stuff whatever. So what I was trying to do, drunk me watching TV, was like, I wonder what wild things I could find that had been revealed by droughts. Oh, shit. Droughts. yeah. I thought that would be so cool. Well, as I'm trying to figure out with my drunk brain how to phrase this, Wiki was like, did you mean list of non-water floods? And I was like, fuck yeah, I yeah. did.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, what would have been my real topic might have been cooler, um, but I couldn't I couldn't pull it off. But instead, I'm going to share with you t- my top three stories of non- non-water floods that had me feeling... Every type of non-water emotion.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <coughs> Redact that statement.
1: <laughs> Speaking of redacted, uh, World War One. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No, um, I'm actually going to ask you, Drew. Have you ever heard of any floods, famous floods in history that were not water?
0: Not water. Fuck. Um...
1: It's hard to no ask I, like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Do you remember like hearing about like a great molasses flood? No. no. Oh shit. I read that one and I was like, Oh yeah. I've to me, that's the most famous. And because it's the most famous, I actually didn't write it. I'm not going to talk about the molasses flood, but that <laughs> to me, it. I was like, Oh shit. People died. <laughs> like, it, was, <laughs> it was bad. That, okay. That was like the most common to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you my top three countdown. Number three. The Pepsi fruit juice flood of
2: 2017.
1: (laughs) Pepsi again. Pepsi's on the podcast again. Pepsi fucked up again in Russia this time. Oh, shit. In 2017. Okay, I'm going to tinfoil hat back on. I think there's been a bit of a government cover up here because there was scant little about this flood. And I'm like, dude, 7.4 million gallons of fruit juice. Exploded into the streets of (laughs) Russia, and and at the end they were like, "Oh, no, wildlife was harmed." Oh, like all of the nearby rivers and stuff, no sign of ecological damage. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) You sure sure about that? Uh, Okay, because then I I like read it in English, and there was like two paragraphs. And then I went to like, I was like, "Oh, what do the Russians have to say?" So I like went to the Russian wiki, and they were like same thing, except the Russian wiki did list the flavors. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh
1: so i will share that are you ready yes try to taste this in your mouth as i say it grapefruit apple pineapple apricot tangerine grape mango pomegranate cherry orange tomato T- tomato
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: i didn't T- know they make apricot juice
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was just too grossed out by tomato to listen to the rest <laughs> yes
1: yeah, so yeah they were like no environmental damage i'm like i'm no environment. <laughs> Can't feed a pack of wild deer like cherry juice.
2: I think (laughs) they fucking drink this. (laughs) I'll I'll hold them down. (laughs) (laughs) The deer's just like ah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so okay, that happened was probably very sticky. Uh, It's a lot of sugar.
0: That's a lot of sugar. Icky sticky.
1: Yeah, Uh, but these are at least twenty seventeen is modern enough that there are pictures of it online. Uh, It looks like some mysterious, just pink liquid in the streets. So I will post those so you can see. Uh, Good. <laughs> you'll look at it and you'll be like, oh, that's water. And then you look a little closer and you're like, that's, that's not water. That's water. <laughs> All right. One of the oldest floods, this is my top two, or number okay. two in my top three, is the Dublin Whiskey Fire of 1875. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, indeed. So as you know, whiskey, very flammable. Yes. Okay. So in 1875 in Dublin, a, uh, I don't know if it was like a distillery. I probably should have written that down. But um, six, in today's money, $6 million worth of whiskey exploded out of this distillery. Just absolutely like, like, I don't know if it was just like hot in there or what, but these like casks exploded and also caught fire. And nobody knows how it happened, but it was just like rivers of fire. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing here's the thing 13 people died oh, none of them none of them drowned burned smoke inhalation nothing connected to the fire or the drowning all 13 were from alcohol poisoning because everybody was running into the streets and scooping up as much
2: whiskey <laughs> as they could <laughs> There's whiskey everywhere, dude. Fucking drink it. <laughs> Fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> just, I would just splash it on myself like,
1: you know, like Aphrodite. Like
2: <laughs> I'm a whiskey goddess.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think the problem was that the whiskey was not um, like refined or I don't know anything about the whiskey making. Pro- Maybe that'll be your topic one day. Talking about history yeah. of. Of alcohol or whiskey. Um, But you have to go through some kind of treatment process. And I think it was like too early in that process for it to be human consumable. Like it just wasn't safe to be consumed. It wasn't a product. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and especially not in large quantities. So people uh, got fucked. Fucked (laughs) up. (laughs)
0: Got fucked
1: up. Oh my God. No. What? I was like, do you think that's where fireball whiskey comes from? But I don't think that's true. (laughs) That would be so cool. That would
0: that'd be pretty fucking, like,
1: whiskey on fire, dude. I don't know why
0: I, don't know why I go surfer dude every single time I say, did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, also, like, tiny tidbit about this incident, though, that I thought was really funny, was, like, it's 1875. They don't have, like, alarms or anything. So the way that they found out about the fire was that the nearby pigs were just really loud. <laughs> 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 those pigs are
2: fucking loud. What's they're going like, on? <laughs> <laughs> Pigs are a lot louder than normal. Oh my god! Oh like my god, rivers on fire. Of fire.
0: <laughs> okay. Probably someone was like, "Shut those pigs up! They're super fucking annoying." <laughs>
1: Babe, can you go check on the pigs? Hey, the they're pigs, so they're loud. F- Fucking loud. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, babe, can you check out the pigs? <laughs> dude, ba- babe, can you go check out on those pigs, dude? Are you ready for number one? <laughs>
0: yes, yes.
1: <laughs> number one, the Rockwood Rockwood and Company Shipping Department fire.
0: Shipping department fire.
1: It sounds insanely boring. I almost didn't click on it. But. <laughs> but not only is it my favorite, whoever, thank you, kind internet stranger, whoever wrote this wiki article, because they included block quotes. From a newspaper covering of the incident.
2: Oh, the best.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's a primary resource, I guess, as much as it can be. Yeah. Written for the Brooklyn Daily Eagle in 1919. Okay. So over 100 years ago, this took place. I loved the quotes from this news article so much that I went and actually read it, the primary, the entire... The, the quotes were so fucking funny. I was like, I've got to read the whole thing. <laughs> and the whole thing is so funny that, Drew, I'm going to ask you to read the opening paragraph of this story. And we pulled the Discord for the different voices, but...
0: Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> that's where this comes in. <laughs> so, Drew, what could we have had?
0: You could have had... Um... Cockney, you could have had smoker voice, or you could have had little britches, um, little, <laughs> little, little, little scamp britches.
2: Which would have been like these little scamp britches. <laughs> I'd go through the trash to find scraps. Oh my god. You might want to use that voice, actually. <laughs> Oi, mister, Yummy dad. Oh, you me dad. Please give me love. Oi mister. Oi. Oi mister.
0: Oh, you okay. could have had you could have had cockney which would have been oh, a hey, fucking cockney.
2: Get in, there. Get in there.
0: Talk cockney. Good. I don't know. Solid. I, don't, I don't have too much there. But the problem is my smoker voice and my cockney voice got really intertwined while I was practicing them. So you might get a little cockney while I do smoker voice.
1: Well, okay, so, but that wasn't
0: the top vote. Oh yeah, Brooklyn was the top vote. No, Boston. Oh, Boston accent? Yeah. Wait, was it Boston or Brooklyn?
1: Well, so it takes place in Brooklyn, so it should have been Brooklyn, but nobody knew that. And so the audience decided Boston accent would have been the funniest.
0: Fuck, I didn't even practice that one because I read it as Brooklyn accent. And I well, was like, you... I got Brooklyn accent all day.
1: Well, I leave that it's up to be...
0: you. This <laughs> is going to be raw dog fucking Boston accent. That's not a great way <laughs> to phrase it, but...
1: <laughs> well, so, okay. The other thing, though, is like, I fully realized this takes place in 1919, um, and like I said, it's in Brooklyn. So no matter what, the accent's going to be, you know, historically inaccurate because, you know, you're doing... So it's like, you know, 90%. We're only shooting for 90% here at the podcast.
0: <laughs> Let me see this shit.
1: Okay. All right. I'm going to send it to you in our secret channel.
0: The business channel.
1: So it, uh, just to set the scene here, you are a very excited child who has a strong <laughs> Boston accent. Boston. And the article begins... With this quote from a child on the scene.
0: Fuck. Okay, Boston. I have to think of Boston. Boston. There you go. Boston. Hey fellas. <laughs> hey fellas. I know where there's a fine fire and steady of water coming. Uh, sorry. Instead of water coming. Oh. <laughs> Instead of water coming out. Good hot chocolate fudge is running all over the streets. You can lick it up. <laughs> the cops are there, but they don't mind. <laughs> they just grin. Come on along. <laughs>
1: Bravo. <laughs> that was so, shitty. so as our guest Boston 30 year old child. <laughs>
0: <30-year-old>. Thank you.
2: I'm <laughs> a child. I'm a child.
0: It should have been a little scamp. It should have been a little scamp.
2: Wait, can great. I hear it as a scamp? Can I hear it as oh, a Oh,
0: absolutely. Okay. Um
2: Hey, fellas, I know where there's a fine fire and steady water coming out. Good hot chocolate fudge is running all over the street. You can lick it up. The cops are there, but they don't mind. They gro- They just grin. Come along. I would follow you on any quest. Come along, then. Come along. You <laughs> me, Dad? Oh, I don't care. Let's go lick chocolate in the streets. Lick chocolate in the streets is fucking good jolly oh jolly 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 day jolly jolly gives a shit (laughs) (laughs) wow it was excellent that was way better than i thought (laughs) i
1: was like oh that'll be funny it was hilarious what happened historically what happened was that uh the rockwood and company shipping department was shipping chocolate Okay. And so they they had all these burlap sacks of chocolate bars and chocolate beans, you know, like cocoa and everything. They also had sugar and butter, like all of the ingredients for all of the chocolate making. And a fire broke out. And when the firefighters showed up, they flooded the place with water, obviously. But the water carried all the melted chocolate out. And the melted chocolate ran <laughs> through the streets, but it also dried up around the drains and clogged all the drains. So it, it became a healthy, healthy flow. So I want to read a couple more excerpts. I'll read them myself from, from this article, just to tell you, in the words of somebody from 1919, who wrote this article? Dan the Man. Dan the Man says, They came in groups. Alone, from nearby, from miles away. But they came, for word had passed along the riverfront that an ocean of fudge was flooding the street in the neighborhood of the factory and that it was accessible to all who ventured near. So the whole neighborhood began to resemble that of the Pied Piper of Hamelin. It swarmed with children bound for the big fire. Thus heralded to the scene of a fire at the Rockwood Chocolate Factory this morning at Park and Washington Avenues, a thousand and one urchins hurried to the fire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Urchins, I fucking love that word.
1: Literally, the title of this article is Gutters Run Fudge, Urchins Run Miles to Chocolate Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When they reached the scene, various exclamations of delight punctuated the air. Little fellows fell on their knees before the oncoming flood and dipped it up greedily with grimy fingers. An hour later, when every face was liberally smeared, an emergency call to the Truant department was answered by several automobiles. Chocolate gorged Truants, some with faraway looks in their eyes, were hauled off to school.
2: (laughs) 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 Of children just gorged (laughs) with chocolate chocolate. all over Uh, their face, uh, (laughs) just being carted to school. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) rolling in, you're not gonna believe what I just happened. I've seen chocolate for days. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen the hills of God.
1: And what what was so cool to me too? It's a, such a small detail, but really paints the scene for me. Is that the the like sugar and butter and everything in the like churning of the I don't know, like the pressure from the firefighters, like whatever, it, like created this foam. So it was like rivers of chocolate lava with like sugar foam on top. Sugar
0: foam on <laughs> top. Oh my god!
1: Uh, somewhere else in this article, I want to get. Here we go. Somebody who was also at the scene um, from the sewage department said the flood was becoming so menacing that it was deep enough to float a rowboat for two blocks along Flushing Ave. Oh
2: shit! That's
1: a lot of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's deep, dude. Like when I show you the picture of like the Pepsi juice flood, you're like, yeah. you're like, oh, I could drive through that. Like it's not, it's not a huge
2: deal. Yeah.
1: But the fact that, like, according to their accounts, you could literally float a robo. Float a robo?
2: <laughs> God.
1: Ask me how the fire started. How did that fire start? Yeah, what happened? Well oh. I don't, I don't know. Spontaneous combustion. <laughs> Wait,
0: like, <laughs> like, there's no source? They're just like, bah! yeah.
1: <laughs> that is That is in this article. That is in the wiki page. That is the official account of what started the fire, was spontaneous combustion. Okay. Chocolate just combusts. Just in in case anybody is unaware with spontaneous combustion, it is a very, very old timey thought to be, I guess, law of physics. I don't really know what else you would say, but there was just a widely held belief that fire could just appear, that fires could just start (laughs) spontaneously. That's what thermodynamics.
0: That's what it is. Fourth law of thermodynamics. Happens. Spontaneous Fire combustion. happens.
1: This had to be disproven. Like people, like this is 1919, and people were still like, "Oh yes, yeah, spontaneous combustion." Like,
0: oh <laughs> that explains it. I hate
1: when that gets in our factories.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just love it. it's like it's unavoidable. Don't even worry about it. Don't change any procedures. Wait, just was, fucking...
2: it, was it on
1: the show? Why do I feel like there was something we were talking about once where it was like a woman full on was murdered and died, and somebody was like, "Oh, that wasn't that wasn't me." Her husband, no, that was spontaneous combustion. <laughs> yeah, that was on the show.
0: <laughs> wow, that was like an old episode, but that was fucking like there, there. There definitely was a thing where someone was just like, "Oh no, it wasn't me. Spontaneous combustion. She's exploded. I don't know."
1: Speaking of, there was another. Um, flood that I read about but didn't make my top three I think it was a beer flood from the 1800s and the Mm -hmm. beer company like people died again and the beer company was like when it went to court the beer company only had to pay for the damage done to buildings and they ruled that like the people's dying from the beer flood was an act of god like the same way that like a hurricane or tornado (laughs) happens (laughs) <laughs> okay. And the company did not have to pay for the fact that like people died. It was they were just like, Oh, that was an act of God. You no, know, that sometimes go. sometimes severe weather.
0: <laughs> sometimes hurricanes, sometimes beer.
1: Sometimes, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that was that was my favorite thanks to this article. And I also wanted to share with you total non sequitur when I was reading the primary source, I had the giggles and I thought it was so, you know, funny and what the fuck. And the same highlighted bit of this newspaper, for whatever reason, stretches into the next article. And the headline just reads, Boy Brings Home Bomb. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck Whoa. is this? <laughs> so it, was, it was another story that made that same newspaper about a boy walking into his parents' dinner party with a full-on fucking grenade under his arm. Just la da like, <laughs> Look what I found. <laughs> and the family was like, um, holy shit, that's a life grenade. <laughs> Where'd you get
0: that? Why do you have that? <laughs> he,
1: he's 14 years old. Just literally, it says, strolled into the midst of a dinner party at his home with a nice little German grenade in splendid working order. Oh, good. But 1919, it's like, you know, right after World War One. Yeah. So I guess, grin- I think... The way that the article explains it is that they think that, like, this boy, like, got it from... They think that somebody was disposing of the grenade and just threw it into an empty lot. And this kid was like,
2: oh, boy. Oh, boy. look like a grenade. Oh, boy, more oh, treasures. Boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't wait to show this to my parents. <laughs> so, like, everybody ran away. Um, <laughs> hey, Dad, I found this funny stick thing. This is, like... What's that? A knife! <laughs> I know! No! <laughs> what do you have? A knife! <laughs> no!
1: It, people don't change.
0: <laughs> Children don't change.
1: Children don't change. Yeah, that's all I got. Man, reading old oh, newspapers. <laughs> reading old newspapers are great. This is great. So good. Thank you to whoever wrote this article over 100 years ago. Your work is deeply appreciated.
0: <laughs> you did good. <laughs>
1: What's your favorite? What would be your would you have ordered the top three the same way? Hmm.
0: <laughs> I think Pepsi definitely, definitely is number three. Um, but
1: I don't that's know. but that's the government cover up's fault. That's, that's the government not... cover
0: up it could it could have been fucking wild. Who yeah, knows?
1: intrinsically it could've yeah, there's so many flavors that could have been each their own story, I bet.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think the chocolate does still number one. Yeah, chocolate's number one. I think, I think because of all the kids running around just fucking gorging themselves on chocolate is so funny to imagine.
1: You know what I'd love to imagine is I'm pretty sure it's around the same time that, like, my family coming over from Europe. Like, I think that's when they lived in Brooklyn. Like, I think they lived It could have been an interconnect. That. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: Can you imagine (laughs) my like great
1: great grandfather's in there with his britches and his hands just dripping with chocolate and he's like,
2: oh wait, this is the greatest day of my life.
1: (laughs) We're not British, but like
2: I think he would have.
1: I don't know how everyone has it.
2: I don't know. Mamma mia, mamma mia, here's the chocolate.
0: I feel like that's offensive. I'm not going to continue with that. I can
1: do. that. I'm Italian. I can.
2: Oh, you're (laughs) allowed. Mamma mia. Here I go again. (laughs) (laughs) My, my. (laughs) How could I forget you?
0: (laughs) Wow. That's a great way to end it. (laughs) End scene. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) Roll roll credits. (laughs) Roll credits. We're done here.
1: (laughs) Thanks guys for coming to hang out with us. Um, If you have your own personal favorite non-water flood, I would love to hear about it personally. Yeah. Or if you're mentally ill. Or be true. <laughs> what my associate meant to say was that we want to hang out with you. We yes. want to be your friend. <laughs> Everyone needs friends. We need more friends. You need more friends. Yeah. It's yeah. clear. Well, it's true. clear to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, we made it really easy for you. It's literally an invitation specifically for you to click on any of the links below this Podcasts that you're listening to come to our Discord, come to our Twitter, come to our TikTok, our Instagram, all of it. We've yeah. been begging you. Like, I feel like every episode we're like, please come hang out with us. So, like, take a hint. Like, yeah, come
0: hang out with They Omar. fucking, fucking just do it. <laughs>
1: what, do. Like, what are you waiting for? I keep asking you. <laughs>
0: You <laughs> don't be like an online article, like 10 tips women. <laughs> with 10 tips ten, like signals women likes
1: you. <laughs> we just we like you. We are the hot singles in <laughs> your area. We've been <laughs> trying to
2: reach you.
1: <laughs> we really want to hang. Oh, and Twitch. I always forget. Fuck. Also, Gene is on Twitch. Yeah. That's another way you can job. hang out. He does a good job. He does a great job. Drew and I always interrupt his chat. Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of options and I'm starting to take it personally that you're not hanging out with us.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Like, like but I don't want
1: to be to... passive aggressive about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we love moth. We do love moth. F- Fucking uh, bye-bye. Bye.
2: <laughs> Can I hear you little ch- nematode?